everyone to our next episode of um, Small Business Stories. And I'm delighted to say we have a marketing person here today. Really good to see you, Edith Ginsberg of Lyodor Marketing. Welcome. Thank you so much for taking part in our podcast. Oh, thank you so much. This is really exciting. <laughs> really lovely to meet you. So as many of our listeners um, who regularly listening to our podcast, and thank you so much for the feedback that we're getting from people. I know our podcasts are really helping motivate people, especially if they're in the early part of their journey of setting up their businesses. As you know, our format is that we ask our, our guests some questions about running their business. And from that, we're getting some lovely stories about why they're setting their business up and, and some of the challenges they're facing. So I'm going to kick off straight away. So what made you take the first step to step up and start your own business? Well, I've always wanted to be able to use my own creativity and to kind of make my own decisions and decide which route and direction I want to grow and develop. And when you work for someone else, you, you don't really have the opportunity to do that. And also, you know, when I had young kids, I wanted something flexible. And then as they got older, I knew I could invest more time into it. So yeah, it, it just gives you the opportunity to really, you know, shine yourself and create something that, that you want to create rather than for someone else. So tell us about what your company does and what you can offer people. Right. Okay. I'll just give it a tiny bit of background. I actually opened up my own events company originally, um, which I ran for 10 years. And um, all my suppliers, everyone that I worked with, they were like startups themselves, you know, like the florist and the DJ and that kind of thing. And I would mentor them and train them and show them how to promote their business while running my own. And then when COVID kicked in in March, I had to transition because, well, events is dead. <laughs> and I just literally took all my skills and transitioned into marketing. So I literally started over and I started off with Idol Marketing, which is the, the company that I've, I've set up. And it's just been so amazing and so quick because I think with everyone having to promote their business, their shop front online, you know, because you can't actually walk into a shop at the moment or into a company, everybody needs marketing. You need to have your Facebook, your Instagram, your website saying, I'm credible, I'm an expert, I know what I'm doing, pick up the phone, I can help you. And a lot of people don't really know how to do that. They don't have the time to do that. And, and that's really what I do. Either train you and enable you to do it yourself, or I actually manage your accounts for you. And it's all about actually having a strategy and having a monthly goal so we don't do anything that is just random. You know, we don't just post for the sake of it. We think, what is your goal? What do you want to achieve? And then I help you step by step do what's required to actually achieve those goals. So, so that's how that's how I actually came about. <laughs> mainly social mar social market social media marketing that you concentrate on, or yes. Yeah, so it's it's. All digital. Uh, my focus is on content writing for different platforms, you know, creating the images, the videos, those kind of things. I also do blogs for websites. I work on SEO for your website. So if you want to make sure that you've got the right keywords when people are searching on Google, you know, your Facebook advertising campaign, you know, to be strategic with what you're actually promoting. They've become so strict at the moment with which words you can use, you know, when you create an ad and what pictures you're allowed to use and things like that. So 
a lot of people get quite scared and that's the campaign. So everything to do, that's what I do. Okay, um, so how long did it take you to transition? Uh, was it an overnight, oh, my God, I've got to do something else decision or did you take some time to transition from the events and realising that that wasn't going to work last year to your marketing company? So how did you come to that decision to transition? Was it a quick decision or did you take some time? So I'm one of these people that when I make a decision, it happens very quickly. I'm incredibly efficient. And my background, I've got a really good combination of skills. So I've done a graphic design qualification. I've got knowledge in web design. I know lots of different things. So to actually set something up for me is pretty easy. When I knew in March that things were not looking positive, I spoke to all of my clients and they all wanted to postpone or, or cancel. That to me was immediately a sign that this is not a good way forward. And then as things progressed, I could see that things were not heading better. They were heading worse, you know, with like we, we even lost the 15 people for a wedding. So like I knew in March things had to change. And I would say by by May, I was already helping my suppliers to transition. So the caterer, I was helping them to change their Facebook page to offer delivery services. And my centerpiece companies were offering acrylic divisions for hotels. So it was very, very easy transition. But the website and the the actual like formal structure to the public, I think that was around July because that just took me a, a little while to do. But the the decision, I would say by April had been made to move on. Yeah. So yeah, really. <laughs> so running your own business, what have you found to be the biggest benefit to you by running your own business? I absolutely love, I love the flexibility. I work to my own schedule and if something special happens with the kids, I can move meetings around. I don't have to tell anyone I'm taking, you know, <laughs> an hour off here or an hour off there. No one's time watching me. And, you know, I don't work on my own. I do have a team. So I never feel like I'm, you know, like there's no one there to, if I want to take a week off or something like that, it's it's not a problem. So that to me is the is the the absolute best part of of being self employed. Um, I suppose the downside is the fact that you're always you're always working. Like in your mind, you never stop when you own your own business. You never stop. You're thinking, what is the next thing? What can I do? What's my my long term goal? How do I get a new client? So that that's the only downside I think to owning your own business. So would you say that's your biggest challenge or Obviously, I know you obviously being an events company, for example, that's been a huge challenge. Mm. So, um, yeah, what would you say has been your biggest challenge with running your business then? What I'm finding at the moment um, as my biggest challenge is actually kind of like growing with the clients. What I mean by that is when I started out, I was writing all the content myself and managing, you know, I would write on a monthly basis 12 posts uh, per client and creating the images and the video. So in the first couple of months, I, you know, I, I had three or four clients and I could manage that. As, the, as more and more get added on, I'm kind of like, I can't do it anymore. So I've been using freelancers to write content for me. And then it's about finding the freelancers that actually have the skills and have the creativity because I don't really have time to train them. So it's about, you know, searching and then 
And then it gets to a point where they don't have any more time because, you know, if they're, if they're writing for five clients or 10 clients, yeah. then they get yeah. to the point that they don't have enough time. So then I need more people, you know, I need, I need more. And then the other little challenge that I've experienced recently is with the Facebook ads where when it's a really specialized client, like somebody who is targeting single people or targeting people that are dealing with depression or things like that, you can't just use those terms. Facebook blocks you. So I need to get a specialist to help me because, you know, you're not allowed to write, are you feeling depressed? Are you feeling despondent and, you know, self-harm? You're not allowed to use those words. And if you're a coach and you're tapping into those targets, you know, that client, you have to find other ways to do it. And I really needed a bit of help with with a specialist who could help me. So now I've, I've got that in place. So I'm sure as the time progresses, there will be elements that I'll need to kind of subcontract out to people that are more experienced than I am in those things and offer it under my umbrella. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's the challenges I'm yeah. experiencing. So have you learned any lessons by outsourcing to other freelancers? So the reason I ask this question is we've ourselves, we've been going through a transition transition. So um, as most of our listeners know, I am a virtual assistant and um, I run a virtual assistant company, but we offer telephone answering services. Now, we got very overwhelmed with that just before Christmas. So we've brought on some telephone answerers and touch wood, they've been brilliant. We've had no issues and we've got a really excellent team. But as a business owner, like I was, I was really nervous about bringing people onto the team. Now, thankfully, it's worked out okay. So how's that experience been for you? And what would you say your biggest piece of advice would be if someone was considering that? I would I would say that when you can do the 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 tasks yourself and you feel confident about them, that's really great. Um, and and sometimes it's not about time, but it's about knowledge. And if you feel that there's an area that you're not that confident with, you know, you might want to go and do a training course on it, but you can subcontract to someone else and be involved in what they're doing so that they can kind of teach you along the way. So I'm not saying that they just over, but actually be involved. Like for example, you know, although I offer SEO for websites, I'm, I, I have a good understanding of the keywords and I have a good understanding of writing the content. But when it came to actually evaluating the results, the statistics on Google Analytics, Initially, I didn't feel that confident about giving the giving the stats, you know, giving the results. So I have somebody that I work with who specializes in that industry. And the first couple of meetings, I got him to do the, the reporting and I was involved in the meeting and it kind of taught me along the way what I needed to do. So what, what's happening now is if it's quite simple and understanding, you know, like an easy client as in the, you know, direct product sales or something like that. It's very easy to understand the Google Analytics. If it's a bit complex, then I bring him in as a as a specialist. So I found working with the freelancers, they might be using a slightly different app to the ones I use, you know, for like sharing other people's posts on Instagram or, you know, um, I like I use Canva a lot, but they, they have other apps that they use. So it, it's interesting. I get to try out some other things and decide if this is good for me or whether, you know, I'm happy with the ones I'm using. 
or just subcontracting it to them because you know they're they're more experienced on that software so they they can do it <laughs> so yeah I just think learn for yourself so that you know how to do it but if it's something specialized you know bring in bring in that person that can help you you know use your time to get more clients yeah, yeah. so what are the ways that you advertise or market your business so obviously um facebook instagram all the social social uh writing content writing for the different platforms for myself i do a lot of uh lead generation so i would say 80% of the time I'm building relationships. I'm reaching out to people individually, whether it's on LinkedIn or on Facebook to arrange one-to-ones. Um, I network. I go to quite a few networking meetings. I speak in podcasts. <laughs> you know, uh, I run webinars. I'm collaborating with Wenta and with Parts Business Growth. And I run free webinars for them on a monthly basis, teaching people how to write engaging content and how to grow their following and build relationships and all those different ways funnels people to me to potentially work with them um, and what yeah. would you obviously a social media specialist what would you say is your biggest tip for anyone who's starting out on social media especially if you're a startup any advice to give right so I think the most important thing to remember with your social media is if you think that writing engaging content on your pages will be enough to get followers and to get clients, unfortunately, it's not. Like that is the reality of the situation. Your social media on any platform is a way to market yourself and show that you're credible that you're really good at what you do, that you give top tips, that you're worthy to follow. But your lead generation is what actually converts. That's what gets your followers to engage. That's what gets someone to want to follow you, wants to book your service, join your group, come on your webinars. When, when somebody goes to your page, that is actually to see if you are who you say you are. You know, do you have testimonials? Um, are you active? You know, you're not a company that's only posts once every six months. But to actually convert, you need lead generation. It's like it's hand in hand. There's a synergy between the two. If you only do the one, you won't see results. So it, you have to do both. You've got to keep doing it. You can't just do it now and then leave it for a month. You've got to do it consistently. And would your advice be to work out which can work for you so you can concentrate on all your effort onto that platform? Or would you advocate put getting out as far and wide as you can? Um, I think every platform is really focusing on a specific type of client because the people that you can connect with on Facebook are very different to the ones on LinkedIn. You know, you, you can't search on Facebook with with ease for an HR manager or an accountant or a lawyer, whereas on LinkedIn, you can specifically choose job description or job title. So you need to think about who your target market is and how are you going to find them? Because again, it's that lead generation. So if you can find them on Facebook, if you can reach them on Facebook, that's when use that platform and what I find usually Facebook and Instagram work very well together LinkedIn and Twitter work quite well together you know for the corporate side 
or you can use Facebook and LinkedIn, but then you're, you're writing with the same message. You know, your, your content needs to be for the same kind of client so that when they read what you write on your page, it makes sense to them as the person that you're reaching out to when you're doing lead generation. Yeah, oh, thank you for that tip. That's, yeah, that's really useful to know. And the, the final question really that I ask all our, our guests is, do you have any goals in your business? Uh, are they short, medium or long-term goals? And what are they? So my, my short-term goal is I'm planning on setting up a five-day challenge on Facebook to actually help people with uh, growing their following. So I'm working on getting that set up. And I, I didn't actually realize how complicated that is because I want to connect it to a messenger bot. <laughs> so that's taking me a bit more time to do than I was hoping it would be like up and running in a week. <laughs> um, and my long-term challenge is to get to a point where I've got uh, so many clients that I actually need like a really big team around me. Um, at the moment, there's about four of us. And um, my, my goal long term is to to really have a much bigger team, you know, with a lot, a lot more clients and combining it with uh, with events, because that's what I used to do. So I would I would love to be able to like run the marketing for an exhibition and then be involved in the exhibition on the day or running a, a talk for a motivational speaker for like 500 people and then actually organizing the event. And that, that's my kind of long, long-term goal when COVID's yeah. gone and historic. Yeah. yeah. No, they're good so. goals. Um, and to put you a bit on the spot question, which you probably, you weren't aware that I was going to ask this question. <laughs> so yeah. um, being a business owner, it, it's an incredible and it can be, it's a really exciting journey, but it can be really challenging. And I think sometimes... Some people can come into the illusion that you don't have to work that hard to run a business, but <laughs> you do. <laughs> you do have to work very hard. And and I know when I was an employee, I thought I worked hard then. But then I came out and ran a business and thought, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm working really hard now. So what would your be your, your biggest piece of advice for anyone who's starting out setting up a business? What's the one if you could give someone a piece of advice to do when setting up, what would it be? That's a good question. <laughs> Is there anything that you've learned from, from the beginning um, that, I, I don't know, that you could have done differently? I'm not saying it's a regret, but if you know, you could have done it a bit differently. I think I, I would say the most important thing that I did was, you know, not be hard on myself. Like I needed to actually just take a step at a time and not have this huge expectation that it's going to bring in thousands of pounds like like immediately it doesn't happen that fast you know a lot of people when they start their business they think oh you know I'm gonna do all this marketing I'm gonna spend all this money on getting my business out there and in three months time I'll I'll make my money back it, it doesn't work like that like your business as a starter like it really takes a good year before you can say I've even broken even or I'm starting to make a profit and to be aware of that, to actually not have these high expectations that in three months time, you're going to be this huge success. And do you know what I mean? It really takes time. The only reason I think that it's gone faster for me with this business is because this is my second business. I, I've done this all before. I was all set up, you know, I, a lot of it was ready. It was just a matter of, you know, I, I didn't even open a new bank account, I just changed the name. So 
it, it's about <laughs> it, it's about being realistic with your expectations so that you're not disappointed if it doesn't happen as fast and you know like if you're taking a loan to really be like realistic don't expect you're going to pay back the loan in three months because it, it's that wouldn't be realistic no i think that's a really really good piece of advice because i think unfortunately there are some people, some people's out there who will tell you how a, a measure of how successful you are is how much money you make. And actually, that was what was always in my mind when I started my business. And then it took me about a year and talking to different people and realizing, well, no, actually, yes, of course, it's about making a profit. And you may not make that profit in the first year anyhow. Like it'd be quite unusual for you to make that profit. But actually, I think it's about the difference that you're making rather than sort of how much money you've got in the bank. Because we've had other guests who've realized that after a few years, they don't want that money. Of course, you want money in the bank because that's how we all have to live. But it's about how happy we are maybe in our personal lives and that rather than how much money that you're making. So I know that was a Mm -hmm. lesson for me. And Mm -hmm. it, it took me a long time to learn that because... As I say, I always section that when you run a business, it was how much money that you were making, and that's how successful you were. But now I've totally changed my mindset, and actually, when I change my mindset, it it puts a big different stance on your business because I think you can concentrate on the things that you like doing a lot more. So, mm, absolutely, yeah. I, I think I think it's so important to to work to love, not love to work. You know, I think if you're the kind of entrepreneur that wants to own lots of businesses and earn millions and trillions, then maybe you would, you know, love to work. But if you're the kind of person who wants to make money to be able to enjoy it with your family, then it's the other way around. And maybe you'll never get to be that huge, humongous billionaire, but maybe that's not really necessary. Yeah. Um, and I, I suppose it's just to keep that in mind. What do you want out of life rather than? Just money. <laughs> so, so thank you for true. our conversation today. It's really good to have, an, again, a different type of business taking part in marketing business. So we wish you every success Amazing. in the future. And we thank hope to catch you. up thank with you again to see how far along uh, along your journey that you've got. So if you really enjoyed our conversation today, obviously you can join the Small Business Grow Club. Small Business Grow Club costs £15 a month to join. When you join, you get access to a monthly theme. And each month we give you themes about how you can grow and some of the things you need to know about being in business. So, for example, some of the topics that we've covered is about the importance of having a website for your business, choosing a right accountant, making sure you're understanding your figures in your business. Are you setting yourself goals? And we talk about the basics of social media, the different types of channels. We also give you access to our business basics training and we're we're adding our training courses all the time. We've got three or four more coming over in the next few months. And we also give you access to three networking meetings a month, um, which we're intending to grow as well. So you get all that for just £15 a month. So if you'd like to join us, there are links in with this podcast and we hopefully look forward to welcoming you as a member of the club. So just a final thank you to our guests today. So thank you for taking part. And as I say, we look forward to seeing you again in the future. Thank you so much. This was really amazing. I just wanted to say that if anyone has a challenge and they'd love to just have a conversation with me, we can bounce ideas together. You know, more than welcome to reach out um, because I really do love to mentor and see how I can help.
So thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to share my experience. <laughs> and I look forward to seeing you at your, your next meeting. <laughs> and um, so. be adding your links in so people can message you directly if they've got any questions. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.